The following sermon audio. The following sermon audio. The following sermon audio is a presentation of First International Baptist Church of First International Baptist Church of Copenhagen, Denmark. Good afternoon, everyone. It's isn't it wonderful to worship the Lord? What a beautiful song we just said. Christ is enough for me. It's one thing to sing, Christ is enough for me. It's another thing to actually experience it, isn't it? To say, Christ is enough for me, and I don't need anything else, is actually a big step in itself. You're making a leap of faith. And we continue to sing, everything we need is in him and through him. Christ is enough for me. It was about 25 years ago, I think, to this day, that uh, my dad decided to and was planning to build our house in India. I come from a small town in uh, the southern Indian state of Kerala. And this town is located just uh, about five kilometers, less than five kilometers from the sea, which meant the soil in that area was sandy. And the land was mostly low-lying. So every year when the monsoons hit, and the monsoons are what we call the rainy season in India, we used to have low-level flooding literally in all the, uh, the, the entire land that was there close to the sea. Now, this particular situation created a set of challenges when building a house. You had to have something that would prevent water from coming into your property. Now, I remember I was quite young that time, and I still remember my dad spending a lot of time with the architect and the builder trying to discuss in ways with which he could build the house. And they decided first to, to dump truckloads of earth in the land that we had so that we could raise the level of the land. And after that, they decided to build a foundation that was more deeper than was usual. On top of that, they also decided to reinforce it with extra concrete. All this just so that our property would not get flooded when the monsoon set. Now, since I was young and I looked at it with youthful eyes, I saw that there were a lot of homes nearby which were getting built faster and faster. We were still at the foundation stage and the, all the other homes were actually getting built. And I was like, why are we even wasting so much time on this? I can hardly see what's happening. You know, it's, everything is taking place underground. Eventually, the work on the house finished and we moved in. We had our housewarming party or celebration. And then the monsoon set. During the last couple of weeks, we were going through the different parables which Jesus used when he was preaching. Last week, uh, Eric expounded on why Jesus preached in parables. He also explained uh, the parable of the sower and the seed. The seed which fell on different kinds of soil grew differently. Today, we will look at another parable from the Word of God. And this comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 7 verse 24 to 27. And if you could turn your Bibles with me, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. And it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears his words of mine and does not act on them 
will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the stand on the sand the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall many of you have probably heard this parable before it is actually part of a sermon of the lord jesus christ which is probably the most popular sermon of all commonly known as the sermon on the mount or which contains the eight beatitudes Uh, uh, in fact, Jesus used this particular parable in conclusion to this sermon. And so there was a very important significance to this parable. I'm quite, amazed, uh, quite often amazed by how simple the parables are. They seem so easy to understand. And yet when we look deeper, the truths that it contains are so deep and profound. In this particular parable that we just read, we read about two kinds of people. Two builders, actually. One who built his house on a rock he dug deep and the foundations went deep into the rock and two a builder who built his house on the sand when jesus is mentioned referring to this parable what he means to say is that our lives can be like that too our lives can be built on that strong bedrock which is the lord jesus christ and his words and in obedience to his words but it it could also be superficial and be built in something shallow like that goes away like sand i would like to draw your attention while reading this passage there were five things that came to mind and i'd like to draw your attention to that there are five similarities that we see between a house that is built and between our own lives as we go about building it the very first similarity that we see between a house and it life and, and and our lives are the storms the rains the winds what is so similar between our lives and the storms you would ask well just as a house will have to face storms the rain the wind and the hail and the snow our lives will also have to face trials and tribulations pain and quite often suffering it is a given jesus has said in uh, john chapter 16 verse 33 in this world you will have tribulation you know i had a friend who has a house which was very close to the sea one uh, i quite often visit him and one side of the house that faces the sea is totally made of glass and i used to love standing in front of the glass and gazing out onto the sea and i used to especially love it when it was stormy weather when you see the, the the forces of nature beating against the sea the winds raging across the sea the 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 huge waves and the thunder and the lightning all the while knowing that you are on this side of the glass you are safe and warm and cozy it is it is such a wonderful feeling i'm sure i wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if i was on the other side of the glass and i'm sure many of you will understand as many of us bike and when you bike in the rain and the wind in copenhagen it's most often like that however Jesus is comparing those storms that affect the sea and that hit the house to the storms that affect our lives. Paul when he writes to Timothy in the second epistle he says in chapter 3 in fact everyone who wants to have a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. These persecutions and trials and tribulations can be of different forms. It could be anything from sickness in your family, sickness that you have in your own body problems in your marriage depression financial insecurity uncertainty about the future and a myriad other problems that come and hit us 
But are we able to withstand it? That's what the foundation determines. Where is our foundation built on? The second similarity that we see between a house and our lives is that outwardly, both the houses may have probably looked alike. Our lives may also look alike. Many of us who sit here are quite often committed to the Lord. We come to church, we serve, but then when we look deeper, is it the same foundation that we find in each one of us? Is the foundation of Jesus Christ the, the founding base of our faith? You know, there were many things which uh, the builder of the house on the sand did right. He also had to work hard. It was not easy for him. He had to build a foundation too. Those were times when there were no bulldozers or missionary or any other things like that. He had to carry all the stones. He had to carry the, the brick, the mortar. There was a lot of work involved in trying to build that house. And when he built it, it probably looked the same, didn't it? Quite often, we as Christians are like that. Is our family relationship, the relationship that we enjoy in our marriage, the ministry that we serve in, is that all something that's just outward? Is that something that we use for our own benefit? Maybe you may ask, what can we use it for other than serving the Lord? It could be that we just want to be acknowledged. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's a sense of entitlement that we should be doing it. Is that why we do it? You know, Jesus is very clear when he says that unless, unless all this is done with your foundation based in my words, in the sight of God, it all accounts for nothing. So outwardly, you may, it may all seem the same, but inwardly, there is a big difference. I know of many, many Christians who are able to talk about love. When you ask them about what the Bible says about love, they can tell you everything from 1 Corinthians 13. When they ask them about family relationships, they can tell you everything from the book of Ephesians. But then you see strife and problems in their house. They can tell you all about what Jesus taught about forgiveness, but they can't forgive themselves. They can tell you all about the doctrine of God's amazing grace, but they can't extend that same grace. They can tell you all about what it is to be a servant, but they can't be that servant themselves. The question is, are you one of them? The third similarity that we see between a house and our lives is that even though both had a foundation, both the foundations were not equal. The foundation which the wise man built was built into rock. Now, I, I just mentioned before that the, the foolish man or the man who built his house in the sand also had to have, do a lot of work. He had to do a lot of back-breaking work to do it. But then, the man who built his house on the rock had to work even harder. It's not easy to, to dig into rock. It involves a lot of back-breaking, hard work, a lot of labor, a lot of sweat. It involves a lot of time. It doesn't get done as fast as building a foundation in sand. Just like the house that we were building in India, it took a lot of time. While other houses are coming up, our house, the foundation of our house, is still being built. It involves a lot of expense. 
You need a lot of drilling equipment. You need to take stuff up onto a mountain probably if you need to find bedrock. Whereas out on the sand, it's much more easier. There's a lot of sacrifice involved when we build our house on the rock. If we decide to heed to the words of Jesus and stay in obedience to what he has taught us, it is, my friends, going to, there is going to be a sacrifice. There is going to be a lot of work. It doesn't come easy. It's not something, there's no magic word for it. Building a life or a marriage or a ministry, it's not easy. It takes time, it takes patience, it takes conviction, it takes prayer, it takes meditation in the word of God. And if you don't do that, Jesus has a warning for us. In verse 22 and 23 of the same chapter, he says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Jesus mentions this parable right after he says this warning. The fourth similarity between a life and a house is that the advantages of a strong foundation are only evident when the storms begin to hit it. When you look at the house from outside, it may look the same. The foundation is not something that can be seen. The foundation is only seen when the storms hit it. Going back to the story of when, we, when my father built our house, the monsoon hit. I'm assuming that my father was probably worried if the walls and the roofs would leak or if the, if the floor would get flooded or if the foundations would hold. You know, in our neighborhood, there were many houses that got flooded. But our, there was no water in our house or in the land surrounding it because we made a foundation that was made, created a foundation that was made to withstand the storm. I still remember a neighbor from across the street coming over and asking to use her kitchen because her kitchen was flooded. Before the storm hit, both our houses looked almost the same. It had the same functionality. It could be used for the same purpose. But after the storm hit, only one house could be used. Only one had its purpose. The other one collapsed. When we think of our Christian lives, when we face the storms that come into our lives, when we face the trials and troubles and tribulations that come into our lives, will we be like that house? We stand on the rock withstanding it and surviving it? Or would we be like the house in the sand that collapsed? You know, it is the storms that build the character of a man. It is the, 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 the difficulties and the problems that come into his life that build his character. And it is that that determines whether he will victoriously have, live a life of faith in Christ. The fifth and the last similarity that I would like to draw your attention to is that the fall of the house, we read, the fall of the house in the sand was ruinous. And it's the same in the life of someone who's built his life not on the commandments of Jesus. It is ruinous. 
when the trials of rain, flood, waters, and wind strike against a house that is built on the sand, the house falls. And Jesus says, great was his fall. Great was his fall. It was very dramatic. It was not a simple collapse. I was thinking that when we as Christians live a life that is, that, is not, that is in disobedience to the word of Christ, there comes a day when there'll be a great fall. You can take the easy way in. You can, for example, cheat on your tax deductions. You may get some extra money in which you can take a good vacation. You may get an extra mon- some extra money to, to buy a new gadget. But there comes a time when the tax collector comes around. You may be able to cheat on your exams. You may be able to learn by heart a few answers and go and get through those exams. But there comes a day when, that you'll, when you will be at work and you will be required to produce something unique. And then you will be found out. The way to follow Jesus is narrow. The way of the world is wide. You know, whenever we think of a building with very soft foundations, the one building that comes, probably comes to most of our mind is the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Many of us know its history, many of us have probably seen it. You know, it was in, uh, in the 11th century, actually the 10th century, that Bonara Pisano, the Italian architect, built it. He had imagined it would be one of the crowning jewel of his, of his buildings. And halfway through the building, it took a couple of centuries to build. Halfway through the building, it, they, the, the builders understood that the sand underneath was, was, was not strong enough to support the building. And the tower began to tilt. And it tilted over the centuries. And between the years 1999 and 2001, they closed it down for renovations. Using modern techniques, they managed to stabilize it. And one thing that I read recently was the, the, the architects and the builders who, who stabilized the building says, it will probably last for a couple of hundred years more. You could never give them the assurance that it will last for longer. Because the foundation it had was still weak. Even though they had stabilized it to an extent, it was still tilting at an angle. And gradually, the forces of nature and the force of gravity will pull against it and it will collapse. Dear friends, our lives, if it's not built on the rock that is Jesus Christ, will collapse. There may be those among you who are sick. There may be those among you who are weary. There may be those among you who are facing troubles and trials at this particular moment. But Jesus is always there for you. He is there to give you courage. He is there to give you strength. He is there to give you sustenance. To recap the five similarities that we learned today, the first one was that just like a house will eventually have to face storms, we will have to face storms and trials and difficulties in our lives. The second similarity was that although outwardly the house and the life may look alike, there is a big difference on what's on the inside. The third similarity was that even though both have foundations, not both, they are not equal. One can be rooted on rock and the other is rooted on sand. Similarly, the life of a Christian may be either rooted on the words 
of Jesus Christ and obedience to him, while the other may be rooted in something else. The fourth, the fourth similarity that we see is that the advantage of having a strong foundation is only evident when the storms hit the house. Similarly, when we have problems in our lives, that's when the strength of our foundation becomes evident. And finally, we see that the house that was built on the sand had a great fall. And that was Jesus' warning. On that day of judgment, if not here, there will come a time and we'll have to pay account. And if you haven't based your life on the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, there will be a time when Jesus says, depart from me, for I do not know you. As we meditate on what we have learned today, let us once again look at what, the, what God wants us out of our lives. There may be those among you that face storms in your lives and troubles. The word of God says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. There may be those among you who are sick and weary. The word of the Lord says, I, the Lord, am your healer. If you give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what's right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the disease on you, for I, the Lord, am your healer. There may be those among you who are facing depression. The Lord says to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. There may be those among you who are facing financial insecurity or uncertainty about the future. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving for what, uh, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Dear friends, we have an opportunity to make a decision today. Where is our foundation going to be? Is it going to be on, on that solid rock, that firm cornerstone, that strong bedrock that is the Lord Jesus Christ, or is it going to be on the singing sand? Just a few moments ago, we sang a song, I Surrender All. How many of us meant that when we sang? I Surrender All. Is there some parts of our lives that we need to examine again and see, have I really surrendered that one part to the Lord? Have I really founded my faith in what the Lord Jesus Christ has taught me? I surrender all. There is an opportunity right now for you, friends. For those of you who do not know this relationship with Jesus Christ, this wondrous, forgiving, joyful relationship with Jesus Christ, I invite you to know more about it. For those of you who would like to reflect and see if your life has that firm foundation which can withstand any kind of storm, any kind of tribulation, any kind of pain, any kind of sorrow, any kind of grief, this is your time. This is your time. Am I standing on Christ the rock? Or am I standing on the sinking sands of this world? Let us pray. This has been a presentation of First International Baptist Church of Copenhagen, Denmark. To listen to more sermon podcasts or to learn more about FIBC, please visit www.
www.fibc.dk or facebook.com forward slash fibcch. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.